right, Thursday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just a few things off of the, the pregame. The Janet Yellen uh, statement that she said where she believes that Americans are doing really well. Um, 84% of Americans disagree with her. Only 16% of Americans actually agree that we're doing better under the Biden administration than we did under the Trump administration. And the idiot, I mean, the idiocy, as you saw Mike Davis, you got to follow. If you want to really know what's happening in lawfare, you've got to follow Mike Davis on Twitter. You got to follow. That was the last speaker on the pregame there. You got to follow him. He's, he knows, he's, I mean, a very, very established, highly credentialed attorney, always on the war room with Steve Bannon. Got to follow that guy. But as he said, he, it's amazing to him how these, how Democrats, how the Democratic Party, how the Biden administration picks utter morons to wage lawfare against Trump and against other Republicans, whether it's Letitia James, Alvin Bragg, Fannie Willis, and Jack Smith. These are all lawyer losers. I mean, these people lose their cases. Jack Smith's never won a substantial case in his life. Uh, Fannie Willis, well, you could, I mean, come, have you ever seen anything like that on the stand? I mean, again, I, I literally, I've, I've watched countless hearings. I was a cop for 25 years. I have never seen anybody act so hoodie. Honest. I mean, she acted like a hood rat. On and she, by the way, she's the, she is the district attorney for Fulton County. Have you ever flown into Atlanta International Airport? It's huge. I mean, Atlanta yeah. is huge, and she's she's in charge of thousands of people. That woman is in charge of thousands of people, and they're all she's doing is obfuscating and evading questions and talking about. I mean, get this now. I'm shift. I just forgot. I know I was talking about Janet. Yeah, I'll get back to that in a second. I'll just shift right over to Fanny. She's talking, she's on the stage and she actually says that what, what the attorney was asking her, what really, it has to be her own staff that's now questioning her. These are prosecutors that are now questioning her. These are the people that work for her, just so you know. And this judge is a complete gelding. And when she starts going off into Never Never Land and left field, when she starts talking about whatever, you know, various, um, you know, Talks about her divorce and 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 just lots of other things about Nathan Wade and other than but some of it I showed some of, some of it I didn't. They weren't actually answers to any of the questions that were being asked. It's obfuscation and evasion, obviously. When she's going off into left field, the judge is supposed to step in and say, "No, that's not the answer to the question." And I know the attorneys were probably sitting there going, "When's the judge going to intervene?" And he never does because he's probably afraid of being called a racist. He's afraid of the societal repercussions of doing his duty. If you're afraid of the societal repercussions of doing your duty, like if you're a pastor and your duty is to preach the word of God, but if I preach the word of God, there's going to be societal repercussions of it, then you need to hang up your job. Yeah. Quit your job. Hang up your robes, hang up your, your pulpit, whatever it is, and quit your job. If you're afraid of the societal repercussions of not wearing a mask, I'm not whoring vaccines, I'm not standing six feet apart, I'm not worrying about CO2 emissions, then you should quit your job. It really is that simple. But right in the middle of her testimony, she admits to committing a crime. <laughs> I mean, this, this woman is in charge of a RICO prosecution. You have to be an asinine idiot to ever charge a former president with, with racketeering, of all things, in using Nathan Wade to do so, Nathan Wade was a judge in, char in charge of speeding tickets. That's Nathan Wade's back. He's never prosecuted a case in his life. And now he's doing an, a RICO 
prosecution of Donald Trump and being paid for it at $250 an hour. Actually, $250 an hour more than the actual RICO lawyers involved in the case. RICO, experienced RICO prosecutors that she has working for her also. Right. He's getting paid $250, including a somehow 24 hours in a 24-hour span at the freaking White House. Nathan Wade was there. She paid him for that too. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do 24 hours worth of legal consultation in a 24-hour span of time. How does that happen? It doesn't happen at all, but of course she's doing that too. But she says right in the middle of her testimony, she's asked, where did you get the cash from? That's when she goes on her, her fungible uh, rant. It's very easy, where did you get cash from? And what she says is, you know what? I got a substantial amount of cash from my campaign. Um, that's a freaking felony that the prosecutor just testified to under oath. That she got her cash from her campaign. That's illegal. She can take her campaign and use it for, I mean, it's pretty expansive about what they let. I mean, you got Swalwell traveling the world using his campaign finances. Remember him shirtless on a camelback? <laughs> That's using his campaign funds. Thank you for that, by the way. Think of that being burned into my brain forever. Ugh. Him being shirtless. Him and, I'm just making this part up, but him and Fang Fang traveling the globe. <laughs> Just like Nathan, Nathan Wade and, and Fannie Willis. But she actually admits, I got a large amount of cash from my campaign. And I'm well, where's the prosecution? <laughs> I mean, I, I expect an affidavit or an investigation to be conducted now from the Fulton County Sheriff's Officer or Atlanta, or Atlanta Police Department. Now, not tomorrow, now. She just admitted to a felony. She needs to be investigated for it. But the one that, the, shifting back to Janet Yellen, we're going we're gonna to do more here on Fannie Willis in a second. Janet Yellen says that you're better off than you were under the Trump administration. Well, you know, I can do a quick poll in here. Anybody better off here than you were on the Trump administration? Nope. No. No. Nope. Okay, I wasn't either. <laughs> I mean, you go in and you're 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 spending, I don't know, you know, my wife does all the grocery shopping, but you basically get nothing for 200 bucks. Nothing. You get like a bag and a half for 200 bucks. Everything's through the roof. You got the you got Biden doing his shrinkflation ad for the camp for the Super Bowl. That was hysterical too, where he's talking about how everything is shrinking. And it, it, uh, you get a smaller, uh, whether, whether it's a sandwich or a package of meat or whatever, for the same price. Joe, that's not shrinkflation. That's, that's inflation. That's <laughs> still just inflation because they're giving you less product for the same amount of money. That is inflation. I don't have time to get into that. But anyway, Janet Yellen, she says you're better off because your wages have gone up. Well, if your wages go up 4%, but inflation goes up 19%, you just lost 15% of your income. Yep. That's how these people are. Everything is like that. Just so everybody knows, every single thing that you hear from the globalist left, and when I say globalist left, I include Lizzie Graham and most of the Republican Party. Not all of them. I'm Republican, voting down ballot Republican, unabashedly Republican. But I'm just telling you, most of the Republican Party is not us. They are not us. They are somebody else. They say what we want to hear when they're campaigning for us campaigning to get our votes, and then do the exact opposite once they get to Washington, D.C. They are not us. So you have to just look at that Potomac two-step by Janet Yellen. Yeah, but wages are up. It doesn't matter that wages go up. Your wages go up. And by the way, they're not really up. That's all I lie to. It's like everything they put out 
his lies, whether it's GDP growth or everything else, it all gets revised downward. Watch Peter St. Ange gets revised downward 30 days after they print the story and nobody looks at the vision. They only look at the original story. So the Goebbels propaganda, the Pravda propaganda, the Mockingbird propaganda gets put out first and then nobody looks at the revisions. So mission accomplished. Yep. Simple as that. But it's just all bull-faced Potomac two-step lies. All right, now let's go to the shooting in Atlanta. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because there's nothing to discuss. I mean, we know it's a tragedy. We get, we get that it's a tragedy. But who did it? Well, let's look. And wokeness video breaking. Police confirm that the Kansas City shooting must have been a bunch of, a bunch of MAGA Republicans, right? Uh, uh, nope. Must have been a bunch of people in legal possession of firearms. Probably not. If we look at the background of these thugs that were involved in the shooting, there was actually a dispute. That's what it was. It was a dispute, including two juveniles. Here's the police chief. Play it for me. That preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. During the overnight hours, we learned there are 23 victims of yesterday's shooting. One of our victims, Elizabeth Galvin, 43 years old, died. We are still learning about her, but know that she is beloved by many. To her friends and family, we are with you. And we are working tirelessly to investigate her murder. The 22 victims age range between eight years old and 47 years old. At least half of our victims are under the age of 16. As mentioned yesterday, we have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. We are working to determine the involvement of others. And it should be noted we have recovered several firearms. All right, so simply, this is just a turf battle between thugs. That's all that it was. Probably not even a turf battle. That's probably too glorious. Yeah. It was probably just people getting into a fight. If you guys could take me off that screen over there, that'd be great. Can you guys see that? One, there you go. Thank you. I can't stand seeing myself on two screens like that. But anyway, it was just simply an argument between thugs who were armed. And they opened fire on each other and hit other people. It is an absolute tragedy that people were, the 43-year-old woman was killed and numerous juveniles were hit by these bullets. That, is, that, that goes without saying, I'm not going to sit here and repeat over and over again what a tragedy it is so that I don't suffer societal repercussions of not caring. Everybody cares. We understand that. It's done. It was rampant crime in, the, in KC that caused it. Now, everyone's dumping on the governor because the governor spoke. This was all, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and all the rest of them. This is their celebratory parade. There's one million people there. A million people there, allegedly a million people there. Now, and they're all dumping on the governor because the governor spoke and said how proud he was of the Kansas City Chiefs. Fine. And they're all saying the governor, and the governor was whisked away when the gunfire started, as he should have been. And he has no choice but to go ahead and concede to being whisked away because that's the job of the people that are protecting him. What's he going to do, stand there and push the cops away? So they're all jumping over the, all over the governor because he's a Republican. He's pro-Second Amendment, whatever. But does Kansas City have anything to do with the governor? No, the K Kansas City where the shooting occurred is run by Democrats. And see, this is the same facade that you'll see idiots like Gavin Newsom and the Krasensteins that always put out. Oh, the most, the, the, the states with the most gun crime, you know, they're all Republican. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because Missouri is a Republican state that has one wretched, horrid city, which is D.C., 
run for freaking 50 years by Democrats. Unabashedly, nonstop by Democrats for five freaking decades. Rampant crime, no cash bail. I don't know this about Casey. I'm just giving you the rudimentary elements of a city run by Democrats. No cash bail, no prosecutions. Aaron brought this up while we were watching the video. This is all part of the plan. Rampant lawlessness to give them an excuse to confiscate your guns. Look, we have rampant gun crime, but our our Soros bought and paid for prosecutors won't actually prosecute crime. And of course, Kim Gardner is the is the Kansas City prosecutor. No, she's she can't, yeah, she's I can't remember. It was Kim Gardner, Kim Fox, but she was one. Uh, I think it was I don't know if it was Casey. I can't remember. I don't want to dump use the wrong names. But anyway, they won't prosecute the gun crime that's in existence because they actually want gun crime to to increase. So it gives them an excuse to confiscate firearms. That's what they want. Creating a problem that doesn't exist. So this is simply a result. This crime is a result of Democratic Party policies. When we get into this situation, remember, two of these juveniles, they're, okay, did everybody hear that word? Juveniles. Mm-hmm. They're not lawfully allowed to be in possession of firearms. <laughs> so what laws are we going to, we, we got a ban of assault rifles. Oh, so these, these thug rats are going to go, oh, there's an assault rifle ban out there, so we're not going to use them. Right. Doesn't do anything. They're, the crimes are already on the book. Aaron said this is the pregame when he got crying. Jean Hill. She's out there talking about, you know, we need to we need to ban assault rifles. She can't define what an assault rifle is. She probably puts out that usual ridiculous statement of a fully automatic, semi-automatic rifle. <laughs> of course. She's one of those. So she can't even define that which she wants to ban, which also is part of the plan is to have some of a somewhat of a not somewhat, a completely indeterminate definition. So then you can just ban everything. You know, everything semi-automatic is banned. Then all handguns, except for revolvers, are banned. And then they'll change the definition of semi-automatic to include revolvers. That's what they do. Change the definition of vaccines. Change the definition of gain-of-function research. Redact this. Redact that. Everything that needs to be seen is not seen because everyone practices evil, hates light, does not come to light lest their deeds be exposed. So narrative's all wrong. You notice how they haven't paraded out the suspects? Because from what we've seen so far, it appears that the suspects are black males. Yep. And they already know who they are, by the way. The police chief, who's probably a leftist, because she somehow got a police chief job in KC, and you have to be a leftist to, to, to get that job. Notice how they haven't released any of these suspects' names yet. I look because I'm like, you know, they have to have released them at some point. No. They're not released. There's been people that have put them out, but nobody's confirmed it. So they're not officially released yet. Certainly not officially released by the Kansas City Police Department. And right here with the end of this tweet, it says at the end of the tweet, they did not release names, even though the suspects are in custody. So they should be releasing the names, but they are not because they don't fit the narrative. The narrative it, narrative is it has to be a red and white hat-wearing MAGA white Republican that actually committed these acts of terrorism, these act, or these shootings. It has to be that. The only people shooting people are Democrats, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Yep. 98% of shootings in, in the black community are from other black males. So 98% of black shooting, uh, shooting uh, 98% of black shooting victims, the person who victimized them was another black male. That doesn't get put out. And that's FBI UCR statistics. And here's my other thing on this. There's nothing like I put that. I actually should have put my, my tweet up here. But 
There's nothing like when one of these shootings occurs, because you and I, 766 people on right now, you and I know what's about to happen. Here we go again. Here comes Kareem Jean-Pierre, Eddie Krasny, Brian Krasny, Medea on MSNBC, and CNN. Uh, there's, there was a couple, a couple, a, a Kansas City Chiefs player, of course. Here they come. And they're going to say, you know what, these shootings never should happen. The laws need to be changed so these shootings didn't happen. Well, what law needs to be changed so these shootings don't happen? Uh, shooting is, Aaron said this while we were watching it, shootings are already illegal, so what laws need to be changed? <laughs> Same thing at the border. We need comprehensive border reform. Why? It's illegal to cross the border, simply enforce that law. But what, there's your comprehensive border reform right there. Enforce the existing laws that are in place. They don't want that. They want expansive laws that give you the right, that give them the excuse to confiscate your guns. Here's my, here's my point. Aaron put it up for me. There really is nothing wa- like watching. Here's my tweet yesterday. Those who slaughter one million babies in the womb per year talk about how they want to save lives from gun violence. 12,000 deaths per year. Leave that up for me, Aaron, for reference. Yep. So here we have all of these people who love to slaughter babies. Women's advocates who like to slaughter 500,000 female babies per year in the womb in the United States of America alone. One, it's 1 to 1.2 million. And of course, you've heard me say this a million times. You've watched this podcast. New York, again, everything's redacted that they, that they need redacted to cover up for their atrocities. What, what, are, what are most of the documents that were found in Joe Biden's uh, house, his garage in Rehoboth Beach, Beach, Chinatown, and the Penn Biden Center at Penn, at, at Penn College. What, what, were, what were most of the documents about? Ukraine, right? So anything they want covered up, they cover up. So New York and California do not have to report their abortions. Why is that? They're the number one and number two states in America for abortions. They commit the most murders of the unborn. But yet they don't have to report their numbers. So even though, because you'll see 966,000 abortions per year in the United States, 865, whatever it is, it, it's, listen, it's one to two million is what the true numbers because the number one and number two states don't report their abortion numbers. They don't have to. Well, how's that possible, Tom? Don't know. Don't know. Somebody, a lawyer actually needs to look into it. So it's just funny watching those come out and say, I can't believe like the, like the whatever position he is for the New York uh, Kansas City Chiefs. These things need to stop, man. It's inexcusable that kids are being killed and all the different leftist pundits come out and say it. The very people who kill one to two million babies per year in the United States, 41.2 million worldwide per year, want to talk about gun violence? It is 12,000 gun deaths, UCR statistics, FBI UCR statistics. 12,000 gun deaths per year in the United States in comparison to one to two million abortions. And they want to pontificate how they want to quote unquote save lives. They want to save lives, 12,000 gun deaths, one to two million abortions per year. 12,000 gun deaths per year, one to, two, one to two million abortions per year in the United States. They want to talk about saving lives. And just so everybody knows, with that 12,000 gun deaths per year, most of those, I believe it's 60, 60% of those, and even or even higher, are suicides. Right. So you look at that, how many gun deaths are there per year? About 5,000. In comparison to 41.2 million abortions worldwide per, per year, one to two million abortions per year in the United States. And they want to save lives. 
Suddenly these people want to, now the exact same people, because half of the victims in this shooting were kids, people under the age of 18. All of these people who say they want to save their lives from bullets are perfectly, perfectly willing to abort that same child one minute before he's born. Yep. I mean, think of the galactic incoherence and hypocrisy of their stand where they want to save lives. All right, let's go to the next thing. Well, in Wokeness Tweet, I want to show you this. So Mayor Brendan Johnson, of course, from Chicago, another, another genius, ends the use of shot spotter in Chicago. So you're, this is what Aaron was talking about. So the actual agenda is to increase shootings. You know a great way to increase shootings? ShotSpotter is a high-tech system that alerts and directs cops when gunshots are fired in Chicago. Um, that's no longer going to be used. That's what? brilliant. I mean, we used to chronicle about every, every week Chicago shootings over the weekend, which are somewhere between 20 and 50 shootings per weekend yeah. over Chicago, in Chicago. About 2,000, I believe, uh, deaths in Chicago alone, something like that, or maybe it's just people that are injured with gunfire. But when you have all those shootings, and remember, what is Chicago, guys? What's Chicago? What is, what is it deemed? A what-free zone? Oh, gun-free. It's gun-free. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's gun-free. Wait, how do they have shootings when it's gun-free? Oh, because criminals don't listen to gun-free zones. Yeah. Don't abide by gun-free zones. So here you have Brandon Johnson, another galactic idiot in the, in the, in the strain of all the, of, uh, of all the rest of, whether it's uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, whether it's uh, Garcetti in L.A., he's not the mayor anymore, but all the different mayors, and Keisha Bottoms in Atlanta when she was still the mayor, all the rest of these leftist mayors, the Denver mayor that I've played recently, don't know mayor, mayoral names very well, but Brandon Johnson, you know, when you are actually worse than Lori Lightfoot, I mean, you've reached galactic levels of incompetence. Absolutely. Congratulations to him, though, because you really have to work hard to be more incompetent than Lori Lightfoot. He has worked really hard, just like, just like uh, Fannie Willis said, her work, sweat, and tears, but it's blood, sweat, and tears, you stupid idiot. <laughs> but anyway, so here you have, and this is what Aaron was talking about, you have Shot Spotter in Chicago which detects shots being fired and immediately dispatches police to it, they're no longer to use that. So our shooting's going to go up or down. <laughs> up, up, up. Uh, up, 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 up. There we go, which is the plan. Because the more shootings they have, the more license they feel like they have to come and confiscate your guns inside of Chicago and eventually nationwide if we allow it. ShotSpotter is a high-tech system that alerts and directs cops when gunshots are fired in Chicago. Critics say it targets minorities. Well, okay. <laughs> who's shooting? Okay, who's doing the shooting? I'm sorry if it targets minorities. Jeez. I don't care about my minority stuff. I don't care about skin color. I don't give a crap what you mean. When you say you don't care about skin color, that auto automatically violates DEI. It <laughs> makes you a racist. Well, I violate DEI. I don't care about skin color. I could care less. But if most of the shootings, which they are, are being done, by black individuals, sorry, yes, it's going to disproportionately <laughs> affect black individuals. I mean, it's the way that it is. Right. If 13% of the population, this FBI use statistics again, is committing 56% of violent crime, <laughs> then yes, programs like ShotSpotter are going to disproportionately affect you. That it would be correct. And yes, arrest numbers will disproportionately affect you. And actually, I'm, I'm not going to be using the right term because it's not disproportionate. Right. It's appropriate or proportionate because you're getting what you deserve. I'm sorry. Listen, it doesn't mean that any of us think that black people are criminals. Nobody thinks that. Nobody, no, there is no systemic racism. Nobody thinks that at all. 
Not remotely so. And you're like, well, there's always racism. Of course, there's racist somewhere. There's Mexican racist. There's black racist. There's right white racist. Joe Biden's a racist. Yep. I mean, come on. So it's just kind of funny that the one of the programs that's actually lowering shootings inside of Chicago gets canceled because Brandon Johnson wants to have license to go confiscate legal gun owners' guns. The contract expires on Friday, but Mayor Johnson is tomorrow is keeping it until after the DNC convention. No, that's funny. That's funny, isn't it? He's keeping it to keep all the Democrats safe. And this is the thing that I say, too. You know, you'd have a lot more credibility. You'd have a lot more credibility if you are somebody, a gun confiscator, if you yourself gave up your own guns. Yep. Oh, I don't own any guns. Okay, you're Brandon Johnson. You don't own any guns. How many guns surround you every day? Make sure that you fire all of them. The Kansas City Chiefs player should have cut out that post. Kansas City Chiefs, I think you probably saw it when I was traveling yesterday, so I didn't have time. The Kansas City Chiefs player who wants assault rifles banned and everybody to have universal gun control, well, the very first thing is that he needs to relinquish all of his personal guns. Show us, lead the way. At least it gives you some measure of validity. Yep. Lead the way. Brandon Johnson, fire all of your security staff, both personal and governmental. Reallocate. The, remember how they wanted to reallocate the war defunding the police? They're reallocating the funds. Reallocate the funds away from your personal protection. It's like Corey Bush has been caught up in that recently, part of the squad, an extenuating member of the squad. She, you know, she was like, I, I have to have my personal protection. I have a job to do for the American people. Okay. Well, here's the, okay. So you want me to be gunless, but you are so very special. Yeah. You are so special that you have to have guns, but I'm not, and you have to have walls. All about, remember, remember when they felt the threat from one six, what did they immediately erect? <laughs> walls. Walls <laughs> with razor wire, by the way, oh, yeah. the razor wire. They don't want you and I to have the Southern border, but the razor wire they want to have to protect them. So relinquish all of your firearms, all because you know you know how leftist Kansas City Chiefs are. They are. They're leftist. Okay, there's a bunch of lefties in there. There's a bunch of lefties in the NFL. You need to say, you know what? We are going to lead the way as Kansas City Chiefs. We are going to lead the way as a leftist sports podcaster or just a, uh, not, not, not necessarily just a podcaster, but less a leftist newscaster or uh, a leftist politician, whatever you are as a leftist, and you want everybody, you want the Second Amendment rescinded. Oh, we, no, we just want common sense gun reform. We're all semi, fully automatic, semi-automatics <laughs> are confiscated. Now, you want that to be done. You know, the various head coaches, the head coach, can't think of his name right now, the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, oh, gosh, I hate when I can't stand, I can't remember, hate when I can't remember people's names. But anyway... Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich. I, kept, yeah. I got Pavlovich stuck in my head. Greg Popovich. <laughs> he wants everybody to give up their guns. Well, okay, Greggy, Greggy. Okay, get Greggy. Every single night at your Coliseum, at your arena, there's about 100 cops there protecting you with firearms. So the very first thing you need to do, Greggy, very thing, first thing you need to do, Kansas City Chiefs, very first thing you need to do is say, you know, we no longer want protection with guns. Yeah, We are going to lead the way. We're not going to virtue signal. We're going to virtue. We're going we're gonna to show you our virtue by relinquishing all of our firearms. It's just the same thing as why aren't all the Democrats taking in illegal migrants? 
Show us the way. It would give you a, med- we have one news story. One, one news story of a left heart taking in an illegal family. That happens to be totally and completely economically benefits her to do so. <laughs> right. But yet, she's doing it out of the goodness of her heart. Why don't you live out the policies you support? Why don't you live out the policies you support via the politicians that you elect? Live them out. Relinquish all of your, listen, all of the NFL players are now going to come out and say that they want people's guns confiscated. You need to lead the way in the NBA, in the NBA also and everybody else and all politicians and all left-hearts. You need, Oprah Winfrey, relinquish all of your walls and all of your guns and it will give you a measure of credibility. But you won't do it because the reason why you are allowed to have guns and walls is because you think of yourself as so daggum special. You're above everybody else. But yet somehow you think you're above everybody else, but yet you're a man or a woman of the people. You have compassion on the population. You have no compassion on the population. Right, let's go. To the, here, here's, uh, just go to the next video, Will. And Wokeness. Here's the video of Brandon Johnson ending Shot Spotter. Play it for me. The campaign promise fulfilled. Mayor Brandon Johnson is ending the city's use of the controversial gunfire surveillance system known as Shot Spotter. The city's contract with the company behind Shot Spotter expires on Friday, and the police will stop using the technology September 22nd, about a month after the Democratic National Convention. A city statement. So I just wanted to show you that right after the Democratic National Convention, you know, after all the elites are protected, <laughs> then all the smelly Walmart people and all the peasants get, don't get protected. They make sure they keep it. It's just like Gavin Newsom cleaning up San Francisco yep, exactly. for Xi Jinping's arrival. You clean up, <laughs> that means you can yeah. clean up San Francisco, but he won't do it for the peasants because he doesn't give two craps about what he considers to be peasant people. People lesser than slick back white tooth moron himself doesn't care about the peasants, but he cares about Xi Jinping because I guarantee you Gavin Newsom is profiting off of China personally. I guarantee it. So there you go. You can actually, I mean, the DNC gets shot spotter. DNC all the way, just lo and behold, they get to keep it through the DNC, through the Democratic National Convention. They get to keep that. Keep shots spotted because they want to make sure they keep all the elites safe, but they don't get. And what's so bad about this is that Chicago will still vote in the next Brandon Johnson. That's the saddest thing. They will see it. They will see it. even all the people that are complaining right now, complaining right now about being overwhelmed with them. We're still in Chicago, being overwhelmed with illegal border invaders. Will still vote in the people that allow the invasion. That that, that flummoxes me. That absolutely confounds me. Mm-hmm. Not many things confound me. That confounds me. It's just like all the idiots that flee California because of the tax rates and because of the regulation and he can't and the rampant crime. And then they flee to Texas and then vote in the same policies they fled from. Right. Amazing to me. Yeah. Absolutely incoherent. It absolutely confounds my mind. All right, switching switching back to Fanny now. Fanny Willis. Megan Kelly tweet. Watching this Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade hearing, and they, and they are toast, toast, she says. Her former close friend testified that their relationship began well prior to when Fannie hired him by years. She says, by the way, him for sure under oath. I don't know if she was under oath or not, but both have status. He's committed a crime for sure. She, we don't know yet. We will see, because if you, if you lie at a deposition... Today was a trial. If you lie to deposition, you're still under oath. So I don't know oh, yeah. if she's perjured herself or not. We'll see. We'll find out when they release all the records. 
via FOIA requests. Very easy to get records out of municipalities. Very difficult to get them out of, you know, D.C. But both of them had said that their relationship began after he was hired by Fannie Willis. Um, their relationship began two years prior to her, her, him being hired by Fannie. Remember, she hired him to prosecute a RICO case against the most famous man on the globe. He's never prosecuted a case in his life. That would literally be, be like putting Aaron and me and Will into an UFC ring and saying, fight. <laughs> Ouchie. That, that's his level of experience. Go fight, guys. You know, enjoy. There's Sean Strickland. Tom, go get him. Oh, geez. <laughs> I just get in a fetal position and start sucking my thumb and begging for mercy. Do my thumb. <laughs> Bro, help. No, please. Mercy. Yeah, mercy. Have mercy. So remember, so they've already, they've already, they already knew each other uh, before, long before he was hired. And it has now been testified to that she is the one that actually broke up their marriage, which again would mean that they knew each other way before she hired him. Number two, Wade claimed Fannie reimbursed him for all expensive trips, but no record of it. Why? Because of the cash she got from her campaign. She paid him back in cash. Now let's look at that real quick. So we know that they've been on a trip to the Bahamas. To what was that? Uh, oh gosh, I, uh, no. It actually, actually, it was yeah. Aruba. It wasn't the Bahamas. It was Aruba. Maybe Bahamas too. Yeah, it was Bahamas. And then uh, what's the what's the he's, Belize. Uh, Belize? Belize. Yeah, Belize. Aruba. Belize and also South Beach, Miami. We know and California. Yep. Numerous trips together. Now, I was <laughs> just on a trip to Las Vegas when they and they did everything first class. So if you drive, if you, let's just let's just say bare minimum, bare minimum is twenty thousand a trip. Bare minimum, she paid it back in cash. <laughs> from her campaign yeah, from, yeah, from her campaign from her campaign finance she paid that back in $10 $20 $50 bills that she got from Publix I mean come on it, 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 it's just, so you know she has to prove that so he's going to have to show deposits of some sort or whatever they're finished absolutely finished she has paid this man just under $800,000 oh $800,000 to prosecute Donald Trump, and he's not a prosecutor. He's a ticket attorney. That's what he is. Uh, did you were you going forty five and a thirty five? Uh, no, Your Honor. That's what that's what he did. <laughs> and she's paid him almost eight hundred thousand dollars. And of course, both Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis met with the Biden administration about the prosecution persecution of Donald Trump via prosecution, which is also. Patently illegal. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know, DEF got caught lying. He definitely, I'm assuming she said, yeah. definitely got caught lying on his earlier court submissions in divorce court and attempted to say the reason he falsely, uh, the reason he falsely, he, he swore that he had no receipts was because he only had credit card statements reflecting the charges. Well, reflecting the charges is... Proof of how you spent the money. Right. So it makes absolutely no sense. And Megan Kelly actually says, I have secondhand embarrassment for them. So it is. <laughs> and she was an absolute embarrassment on the stand. Now, here's the thing you know it's getting bad when Goebbels turns on you. <laughs> when you're Adolf Hitler yeah. and Goebbels turns on you, you know that it's bad. Play for me, Will. 
It's so legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you feel the same way, Charles, based on the testimony of what we just heard and we just learned Nathan Wade, who is the special prosecutor in this case, walked in the courtroom. He is being sworn in to testify now about this issue and his relationship with Fonnie Will. So again, it's really bad when Goebbels turns on Hitler. But anyway, <laughs> when, the, when the MSNBC, which is Goebbels turns on Hitler, it's bad. And just one last thing on this, so everybody is clear on this word, kickback. If you pay your lover $800,000 and then you both go on fancy trips together, <laughs> that is called a kickback. Yeah. Every kickback is a felony. Will actually asked, you know, she'll be removed or they didn't notice how they didn't say disbarred. She's basically, they're admitting now she's lying under oath. She's not going to be disbarred. She's going to be removed. I, I can't believe the, I can't remember the verbiage he is removed from the case. Um, what about the crimes? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's going to get removed off the case probably, but I don't want her just removed off the case. She needs to be criminally charged. Mm -hmm. Period. Now, you're like, what are the odds of that, Tom? Well, you know, not great at the moment because, of course, Fulton County's not going to do anything unless you have somebody of conscience there or a leftard trying to gain Fannie Willis's position. Then they'll prosecute her. Yeah. Or somebody's afraid of their malfeasance being exposed via not prosecuting or whatever it may be. That's our only hope. But it's, it's our only hope for now. One year from now, when Donald Trump is president, then you put the FBI on it. The FBI, that could actually, now the FBI could actually be a real law enforcement organization once Trump is in charge of it, which I have to show you this, and we'll talk more about that. This is some of the biggest mistakes that Trump actually made is allowing people to be in positions, which I'll get into after this after this video, allowing people to be in positions of power that were subverting him behind his back and kneecapping him behind his back. Whether it was the CIA, whether it was Comey, whether it was Rosenstein, whether it was McCabe, uh, General Kelly, all the rest of the idiots that were, that were left, that were deep state... Uh, Deep state representatives, they were de uh, deep, st they were, they were rec de deep state recommendations. Mm. This is who should be your, your, your chief of staff, General Kelly. General Kelly's a left hard. Yeah. He's a left hard. And numerous other people were left in place, whether it's Marie Ivanovich, the ambassador to Ukraine. You leave her in place? I love Donald Trump. I, I think Donald Trump, when he came into office, like, I can work with anybody because I'm a businessman. You can't work with demons, Donald. You cannot work with liars, with, with deceptive, uh, reprobate cheaters and liars, people who are absolutely devoid of conscience, who will send people to prison for decades and not think twice about it. You can't work with people like that. You cannot. So here's the thing. Read Jesse Waters' video. Deep State is scrambling to find a missing top secret binder. It's Fox News. Fox News is bare minimum 50-50 globalist. 50% globalist, if not worse. There's certain things, I like Jesse Waters, certain things he won't say that are true, which he's controlled. But he does say, he does, he does report on some good things. 
Deep State is scrambling to find a missing top secret binder that shows how Obama's CIA set up the collusion hoax. Play for me. Brand new details about how Obama's CIA targeted Trump and started the entire Russia hoax. For years, we were told that tips from an Australian diplomat tipped off the FBI after a random conversation with Papadopoulos, a no-name 20-something. But according to new reporting by Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, the whole thing was a CIA setup. Former CIA director John Brennan identified 26 Trump associates to be targeted by the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance, and then those interactions were the targets and were targeted by the FBI as suspicious. And that's how the FBI launched the Russia collusion hoax. The details of this entire operation have been stored in a top-secret binder in a secret room in Washington. Trump ordered the whole thing declassified, and now the rumor is that the binder might be missing. Joining me now, one of the reporters who broke the story, Michael Schellenberger. Michael, explain how this all started with the CIA picking these 26 Trump people. Yeah, good to be with you, Jesse. Well, obviously, this is an extremely serious story and serious allegation by multiple credible sources that Public and Racket, that's Matt Tybee's uh, publication, have spoken to. These are people that are close to the House intelligence investigation of how the Russia collusion hoax began. The story, as you mentioned, was that, oh, we were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that this was initiated by the U.S. government. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA, that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations intelligence agencies, that's the other English-speaking nations, including Britain and Australia, to spy on 26 Trump associates, or at least they had a list of the 26 associates that were identified. This is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. Uh, we feel very confident that our sources were in a position to know and are very credible in this report. And it's obviously a very serious allegation because this is illegal spying and it's illegal election interference. Okay, so you're reporting that the CIA got these allies to bump these 26 Trump associates, create interactions, and then call these interactions suspicious and let the FBI know they were suspicious. And that starts the whole thing. What about this binder that encapsulates this whole thing and no one knows where it is right now or Trump has it? What's that? Well, Jesse, we'll have a piece tomorrow that is specifically about the binder. But uh, as a friend of, uh, of the show and of yours on this, I'll say that there has been widespread speculation that this binder was the was the reason or a reason for the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago. And we'll be discussing that tomorrow. But obviously, if this binder contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence, information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government initiated the Russia collusion hoax, that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the Durham investigation, had portrayed it, then that's extremely serious information. And it may be if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. 
Again, we'll have more to say about it tomorrow, but this is a huge, huge story. I mean, I can't, I've been thinking about it in the history of the United States of America. Have we ever had something like this where the intelligence community was weaponized against a political candidate and weaponized and using our foreign allies to do it? I, I can't think of a more important or dramatic story. Yeah, and then going to great lengths by using FBI raids to cover it up. That's just an absolute incredible development. Great reporting to you and to Matt, and we look forward to your report tomorrow. Thank you so much. Someday, I don't know if I'll ever pull it off or not, but like you see the LED wall behind me, I'm going to have Aaron set me up the tech, whatever it is. But I'm going to do like just full-scale graphs. I mean, full-scale uh, outlines about how how this is all put together using Dan Bongino's material, which is exquisite, by the way. And a lot, if I don't say that it's from Bongino, a lot of this is from Bongino that I'm going to tell you right now. But I'm going to do like a full outline, full, I don't know what the word would be, a graph, or what do you would call it, where, you, where one person's linked to the next and how it all came together. I want to do it for both, you know, for whether it's for the Ukraine hoax, the Ukraine impeachment hoax, the collusion hoax, open border and numerous other things, Hunter Biden hoax, yeah. all those different things, and just show you how it all pans out, link by link, who's doing what and how, and, and, and all the various, you know, corruptocrats involved. So very, very simply with this, I'm going to do just a very simple three-minute, four-minute summation on this. You have the head, it's not for an hour, yep. you have the head of the CIA, John Brennan, goes to the Five Eyes country, see if I can remember all, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Great Britain, the United States. Those are your Five Eyes countries. He goes to four of the members of the Five Eyes countries and says, we need you to spy on Trump members and gives them a list of 26. Bongino has a list of 30 or more, but Schellenberger there, he's got a list of 26. So let's use his numbers. So the head of the CIA goes to the Five Eyes countries intelligence agencies MI6 in Great Britain, Christopher Steele, and tells them, we need you to spy on the Trump. Now, how, what do you mean spy on them? Well, very simple. I'm just going to use one vein of this. Uh, Dan Bongino calls it a pipe. Because, like, how, how, do you, how do you grow mushrooms? You keep them in the dark and you feed them bleep. <laughs> that's how the various, that's what you do. So, feed them poop. So, I'll just give you one vein of it. So what they do is they send somebody like Stefan Helper or Joseph Misfit to who? They've yet to been able to find Misfit, by the way, allegedly. But that was like Pompeo running that investigation, so who knows? So they send Stefan Helper to, to George Papadopoulos. And they just, all they do is say, you know, what do you think about Hillary? Oh, I think Hillary's a Russian spy. Oh, there we go. There's our justification to now fully investigate George Papadopoulos, and make his life a living nightmare. That's what they did. Carter Page was the one of the name I couldn't mm. think of the other oh, night. Yeah. Did the exact same thing to Carter Page. Yep. All they do is just send somebody in. You have a, whether it's Christopher Steele, or they say Misfit. So they send Misfit to Papadopoulos. What do you think of Hillary Clinton? Um, I think Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for by Russia. Oh, he said Russia. <laughs> so he's colluding with Russia. That's all, that's, by the way, that's all Papadopoulos did. That's all he did? Yeah. And they opened investigations based on that. That's what they did. And that's what John Brennan, the head of CIA, did. You're like, I thought that it's, 
you know, started with Papadopoulos. I thought that it started with Fusion GPS. There's many, as Bongino says, pipes to the fungus farm. <laughs> many different pipes to it because if one doesn't work, it's just like one six. If they can't instigate a riot, then we've got the bombs at the RNC and DNC. It's not that simple. They have many, many different alternatives to try to get their agenda accomplished. So that's all. By the way, that's all that happened. That's all that happened with Papadopoulos and numerous. Same thing they did with General Flynn. Same exact thing, charging him with fair violations for doing. Because can you say that he was in contact with foreign entities? Uh, yeah. As Ian Cumming DNI, you have to be. Yeah. Uh, so or it wasn't DNI. He was the incoming intelligence director. I never can remember that name. But anyway, so yeah, he, so they just go, okay, well, he was in charge of, I mean, he was uh, contacting foreign entities. Oh, qualified FBI investigation. That's what they did was just create uh, rabbit trails that don't even exist as rabbit trails. They, they, they created invest, uh, investigative material that doesn't qualify as investigative material doesn't qualify you have a trump official say hillary clinton's corrupt with russia which she is um how does that license you to investigate that guy but all they wanted to do was accumulate as many witnesses as they could going to the fbi cultivate as many witnesses as they could to go to the fbi and say uh, trump is colluding with russia National Security Advisor Flynn, thank you. NSA, thank you. Yep. Thank you, Aaron. That drives me nuts when I can't remember something. <laughs> me too. Especially when I can't remember it over and over again. Yeah. It drives me nuts. So like I couldn't remember Kevin Kleinsmith over and over again. <laughs> drives me nuts. So that's all that happened with it. So they end up, there's, a, there's allegedly a binder out there that documents John Brennan. Remember who John, John Brennan was sitting in there? Sitting in the White House with Obama, with Biden, with Comey and with Brennan talking about Hillary Clinton's accusation that Trump was colluding with Russia. And what did they all four say that Hillary was making it up? They knew that Hillary was making that up. And I'm going to get to that in a second. All the while instigating five eyes countries to investigate Donald Trump for collusion. See how there's many, many veins to this. That's why I've got to do an outline and just show you to you. Yeah. It's just too hard to do on, in a podcast form without being able to write it down and show it to you. So anyway, allegedly there's this binder out here that actually documents that, that Brennan instigated these five eyes countries to spy on, on Trump, Trump advisors, Trump campaign officials. So why did they raid Mar-a-Lago then? Does Donald Trump have the binder? Is that why they raided Mar-a-Lago? Did they go to Joe Biden and say, hey, listen, we're gonna have. We need to cover up your malfeasance and Obama's malfeasance and the Clintons' malfeasance. You know, selling twenty percent of the United States uranium to Russia. Uh, basically, the genesis of the Russian collusion hoax came from what country? Ukraine, not Russia. Ukraine. So we're gonna need to. Igor Danchenko is not Russian. He's actually Ukrainian. But anyway, so we we're gonna need to go and try to find this binder. We believe that Donald Trump may be. Maybe in possession of it. So, Joe, do you happen to have any classified documents? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got eight, uh, 1,850 boxes of them in three <laughs> locations. Primarily about Ukraine, which instigated the collusion hoax and the false, fraudulent uh, Ukraine impeachment hoax, which is all part of this, too, but I don't have time to get into that right now. 
So they go, you know, Joe, we're going to have to just let you know, we're going to have to have you cooperate with us now. You know, you've had these documents. Remember how long Joe Biden had it? Most of Donald Trump could possibly be in possession of any of these would be about six years. But she's legally allowed to be in possession of them under the Presidential Records Act. Record Act, and he can declassify anything he wants. He can just, he can, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. He can simply say that they were declassified. Nobody can prove they weren't. Yeah. I'm not saying that would be the right thing to do. So they get, I guarantee you, they get with Joe Biden. They say they orchestrated this through, um, uh, the, through the National Archives, through NARA, to, to put in a request to Donald Trump that they knew that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't abide by, that he, that he would not respond to. They did that, too. That, I guarantee that was orchestrated by the Biden administration because this was all being done by Merrick Garland, the FBI, with Joe Biden because they're going, you know what? We got to get this binder because this binder exposes us all and also exposes you, Joe Biden, because it says that you were in a meeting with John Brennan talking about how you knew that the Hillary Clinton collusion allegations were completely false while you were trying to instigate collusion allegations against Donald Trump yourself. Yeah. This binder exposes you. So we're going to need to go get it as well as exposes all of us because you have many of the same FBI officials working on the Mar-a-Lago raid that were involved in the collusion hoax. Someday all of this will come out. So they raid Mar-a-Lago to try to get this binder. I guarantee you that's what happened. And they warned Biden about it, saying, you know, we're going to uh, we're have to raid Mar-a-Lago to get his lawful presidential records. So do you have any unlawful classified documents? He has 800, 1,850 boxes of them, <laughs> primarily about Ukraine. And then they assign him a gelding. I know he came, Robert Hurd did a good thing by saying that Joe Biden's mentally incapacitated, which is true, but he's still a gelding. He's a gelding. Joe Biden, I mean, Joe Biden, if he is in possession of one classified document, it's a felony punishable up to how many years? One, he's, he has 1,800 boxes of them. Yeah. And he does, he's not getting prosecuted because he is a well-meaning old man who's mentally incapacitated. Oh, that's a new statute. A cop for 25 years. I never saw that. Yeah. I never knew. I, I, I guess I should have been asking people before I arrested them. Um, are you mentally incapacitated? Okay. Oh, you're exonerated then. You know, you, you, just, you just raped somebody? Oh, you know, you did, are you mentally incapacitated? Oh, you're exonerated then. He was well-meaning. Yeah, he's well-meaning. Right. <laughs> he's well-meaning. Well, an elderly, well-meaning man who's mentally incapacitated, who's got his finger on the uh, nuclear button. <laughs> so, that, so that's what happened. So here's, here's one last thing. Again, credit Dan Bongino on this. So at this time, I'm going to shift over to the other part of this, which is the DNC, which is Hillary Clinton. The Hillary Clinton campaign hires Fusion GPS. Actually, hires Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, and then who's campaigning, who's working around the United States for, for campaign reform so that our campaigns are free and fair. That's what Mark Elias is doing who met with Brad Raffensperger right before the 2020 election, by the way, just so everybody knows, and changed Georgia law on adjudicating ballots. I digress. So you have the Clinton campaign hires Perkins Coie, which hires Fusion GPS, which hires Christopher Steele, working out of London, keep that in mind, which then hires Igor Danchenko to facilitate the Steele dossier based on Russian disinformation. <laughs> And, and open source data. What's open source data? Um, Aaron's sitting at a computer right now. Anything Aaron's Googles, that's open source data. Yep. All right, so anyway, and I don't have time to, to dissect the, the steel dossier. I just want to tell you the genesis of it. 
So they hire Christopher Steele to, to generate the Steele dossier, alleging that Donald Trump was urinated on by Russian hookers and the bank allegations and all that stuff, that he was colluding with Russians, right? Carter Page and everything else. Now, who was in charge of CIA London at the time that this was happening? That would be Gina Haspel, who was then hired by Donald Trump as the CIA director. So what Dan Bongino asked on his show today, we need to find out who it was that said, you know what, you need to hire Gina Haspel because they're part of the collusion hoax. Yep. Don't have time to get more into it than that. All right, let's go to the next thing. Cat Turk tweet, switching to Ukraine. You just voted to print 95. Now, this is one of my beefs. John Kennedy loves sound bites. And, I, and you know, I played John Kennedy on the show numerous times, actually. He's funny. He speaks with conviction, but doesn't live by conviction. I hate that. I hate when people speak with conviction and don't live by conviction. Here is John Kennedy at the bottom. Chocolate-covered strawberries are a sweet Valentine's Day tradition, but the bitter truth is they now cost America 26% more under Biden inflation. Well, hey, Johnny, Johnny, why do we have Biden inflation that's bothering you when you, when you chain swallow chocolate-covered strawberries? Why does that bother you that they're 26% that, that, that they're twenty six percent more expensive now than they were under Donald Trump? 26%, that's a lot, by the way. Why does that bother you? Well, it's cat turd answers. You just voted to print $95 billion to give to foreign wars. Let's not pretend you give a bleep about inflation the very next day. So Joe, so John Kennedy loves to do the sound bites. He loves to catch Biden, judicial appointees, you know, ask them, can you, can you define a woman? It catches them and humiliates them, and he does. Fine, he gets his sound bites, gets reelected over and over again in the state of Louisiana as their senator. But does he actually ever do a freaking thing? He's wondering why strawberries now cost 26% more than they do under Biden inflation. You just voted for Biden inflation. You just voted to print $95 billion and send it to an oligarch in Ukraine. Yep. So 61 billion of that 95 billion is going to Ukraine. There's no gold back in that billion. That's the Fed printing it. We're $34 trillion in debt, slated to be $35 trillion of debt in April, and we are accumulating $1 trillion worth of debt per 100 days right now under the Biden administration. All the while, Joe Biden goes to podiums and says he's lowering the debts and deficits. How do you lower the debt and deficits when they both keep going up? How are you lowering the debt and deficit when they're both going up? It's amazing what these people will do. They will walk up to a podium and say, I am lowering debts and deficits while they're, while they're escalating right before their very eyes. But John Kennedy is all upset about strawberries going up in price. He's causing it. Remember that, voters, when you have a legitimate conservative who will actually legislate conservatism. Running against John Kennedy, well, he's, they're not electable. Okay, what's the, what's the difference between having John Kennedy and a Democrat? Well, he says good things, so he votes for Democrat policies. So why not just try for the legit conservative, yeah. even if he loses? Because either way, if he loses, you get a Democrat in place. Well, you, oh, we're going to put the more electable John Kennedy. He wins, you have a Democrat in place. Yep. All right, Midas Gold Group, my one and only sponsor. We all have to be buying gold. I'm about to make a, a substantial gold purchase myself. I'm buying, of course, from, from Midas. Now, why Midas? First of all, because they have the guts to sponsor this show, and nobody else does. Because I say things that people won't. I will cross any bridge of truth. 17 million um, 
deaths caused, excess deaths caused by the vaccination? Jesse Waters won't say that because Fox News won't allow him to say it. But we'll cross any bridge of truth on, in this podcast. We will speak any truth, no matter, no matter what the societal ramifications are. But Midas Gold Group actually has the guts to sponsor us, sponsors like Seb Gorka also, another truth talker. They have the guts to do it. Why? Because they're not a conservative company. They're not a Republican company. They're not a swamp rhino Republican company. They are a MAGA company. They believe the things that you and I believe. They believe the election was stolen. They're not afraid. Jesse Waters won't say, I love Jesse Waters. They won't say it on Fox News that the election was stolen. I talked to the owner of Midas Gold Group. They believe what you and I believe. They know about CBDC currency. They know about the globalists and the WEF. They know about the defunding of the dollar, the devaluing of the dollar, and the destabilization of the dollar. They know about the de-dollarization of the BRICS movement all the while buying gold while they do it. They know about all these things. They are a MAGA company. Veteran-owned, veteran-operated, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated. And the biggest thing is, it's physical gold. It's not some sort of vague gold IRA. It is phys- They have gold IRAs, but if you want your physical gold, you get it in hand. Right now. Physical gold. You want your gold, order it from Midas Gold Group. You got to do it. With the de-dollarization of the globe, the devaluing of the USD, I hope it doesn't go that way. I really do. I pray it doesn't go that way. But we need to have backing. And the most reliable backing for hyperinflation, against hyperinflation, against CBDC currency is gold. Buy your gold from Midas Gold Group. And when you do, tell them the TLP sent you. All right, let's go to the next thing, Will. Just had to show you this pig. Most of you probably already seen it. Just to show you that it's all one narrative, one agenda, here is Umad Abedin, former executive assistant to Hillary Rodham Clinton, also married to the appropriately named Anthony Weiner, <laughs> who liked to see, send his Weiner pics to 15-year-old girls, was appropriately prosecuted for doing so. Here she is, now divorced from Anthony, appropriately named Weiner, <laughs> with Alex Soros. Oh. Weird how they all know each other, isn't it? <laughs> It's weird how Soros is deeply connected with the DNC and then hires or, or elects 75 Soros prosecutors around the United District attorneys around the United States to refuse to prosecute crime. Here he is with Uma Abedin, and both of them are surrounded by guns, surrounded by walls that you're not allowed to have. There you go. I have to show you this. Now, I, I showed you on Saturday... Um, not Saturday, Tuesday. I'm mm-hmm. a little confused right now because I've been traveling. On Tuesday, the He Gets Us ad, remember <laughs> that? I'm going to and have it holstered for me and ready. Yep. He Gets Us ad, those played over the Super Bowl. They spent four, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet, all that. So what is hate? The hate to them is hate to the He Gets Us crowd. Because just remember, they're not going to come to you and say, here's the mark of the beast. They're going to say, here's the mark of Jesus. Many will come to you in my name, is what Jesus said. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. Many, many, and that's Luke 17, 23 and 24. And many, many will come to us in his name, Matthew 24, 24. They'll come to him in his name, even so that the elect are deceived, or the elect, if possible, being deceived. Yep. 
So you, this is, you're going to see these people coming in Jesus' name. And he gets us. He didn't teach hate. He washed feet. So teaching hate means what? The homosexual go to hell? That's a fact. That's not hate. That's a fact. The liar will go to hell? That's a fact. The mark of the beast is being ushered in by vaccine passports? That ain't hate. That's fact. The infrastructure for CBDC and social credit systems was put in place by you COVID-caving Christians. That's a fact. That's not hate. You are stupid to wear a mask. That's not hate. That's fact. Jesus called the religious elite of the day whitewashed tombs and sons of hell. That's not hate. That's fact. And let me show you the end game. Let me, let me show you this false Jesus didn't teach hate. And God does hate, by the way, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Read it for yourself. You get hate from God. You don't hate people, but you hate sin. You're not hating somebody who's drowning if you tell them, you know what, you're drowning. You hating them? No. It's a, very, it's a fact that they're drowning. You tell somebody that is in fact going to hell because they're fornicating or they're gay or they're a liar or they're a cheat or they're an adulterer, a sorcerer, a murderer, a thief, that they're gonna go to hell, extortionist, sodomizer, whatever it may be, if you tell those people that they are in fact going to hell, that is not hate, that's the truth. Then that ad is telling people, don't tell them the truth, truth is hate. And this is what happens when you do that. Play it for me. She doesn't want to develop into a man. So medically transitioning involves a lot of different steps and uh, every transgender person chooses their own adventure. For Rebecca, the first steps will be puberty blockers which will pause puberty um, and prevent her from going through male puberty and uh, developing secondary male characteristics like facial hair and a deeper voice and an Adam's apple that are irreversible. The next step would be cross hormones. So um, Rebecca's a natal male and so she would take estrogen to develop and go through female puberty. As far as surgery, she hasn't indicated a desire for that but that um, is a decision she gets to make down the road anyway. Um, that's not something she would do before she's 18. I'm always worried about a reaction with Rebecca, um, both in the community and the church in the world. Um, I'm very worried about how the world's gonna treat her because I see a lot of ugliness in the world on a regular basis. How the world is gonna treat her. We don't want her to go through male puberty. How does that make sense? <laughs> It's absolutely incoherent. Where do they get this from? Play it, Aaron. Don't ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. So here's the thing. Now, Aaron, I want you to, because you, you have a great memory. On that video, of course, you had 
the race card being played. You yep. had a minister washing a gay man's feet. Yep. You had somebody washing a uh, climate hoaxer's feet. Yep. You got any others in your mind? You had, you saw? You had migrants. Migrants in front of a bus. Feet getting washed. Yep. And then you had BLM. BLM, their yep. feet getting washed. Uh, so yeah, if I yeah. preach against homosexuality <laughs> and don't wash their feet, I hate. Right. What did Jesus say about homosexuals? Oh, he didn't say anything about homosexuals. It's just like you'll find, you'll see the leftist, left heart idiot say, the word homosexual is in the Bible. Uh, sodomizer is. Yeah. Sorry. And there's plenty, whether it's Galatians 5, 19 through 21, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, the homosexual will not inherit the kingdom of God. And if I say that, I'm somebody who's teaching hate and Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. So I go to the man who's be having sex with another man, uh, whisker on whisker, sodomizing crime. And I don't want homosexuals arrested. That's not what I'm talking about. If I don't tell that person that they're good with God and that, you know what, beautiful the mess we are, and, you know, you're okay and I'm okay. Um, if I don't do that, then I hate them, right? But what does the Bible say? When I say to the wicked, oh, wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways. That wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his sin and he does not do so, that wicked man will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. So these people are sending, that's Ezekiel 33, 8 and 9. These people are sending everything. He gets this ad, people, $14 million spent on the Super Bowl ads alone. They are sending everybody to hell. Everybody. Because if he, they teach you not to speak out, to dissuade them from their, the sinner from his ways, then he, the God, God Almighty, will hold you accountable for their sin. So the person who refuses to confront the sinner goes to hell, and the sinner goes to hell. Everybody goes to hell. Yep. So who exactly is putting out those ads? The synagogue of Satan. Hobby Lobby owner's son is putting them out to the tune of $14 million for Super Bowl ads alone. Saying that if I don't say to a climate hoaxer, you're a bull-faced freaking liar, if I say that to a climate hoaxer because they are, then I hate them. Jesus didn't hate, he washed their feet. So hatred is defined in these ads as the truth. And you don't speak the truth. But what sets you free? Colin Road tweet. New sanctuary church. <laughs> Here's the, the fruition of the, the end game, the fruits of, the repercussions of the he gets us ads. The, it's not just the ads. It's the he gets us mentality. Yeah. The he gets us theology. That is just made up Jesus. It's not the word of God. Jesus is the word. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. Jesus is the word. Not your creation of Jesus. Not who you want Jesus to be. Not who you think Jesus is. Not who you'd love him to be. Not your personal love. That is not Jesus. Jesus is the Bible. Unequivocally, the Bible. That's it. That's it. There is no other Jesus outside of the Word of God. So New Sanctuary Church, Colin Rugg tweet, pays $15,000 worth of bail to one of the illegal immigrants involved in beating cops in the head. 
the, the video we've all seen of the Times Square police beating. Yeah. Out of everything they could have spent $15,000 on, they used it to free this guy, the, cl- the clowns. When, when asked about the, his decision, Reverend John Juan Ruiz said, our church is basically a sanctuary. We assume that people are innocent until they are proven otherwise. Ruiz claims there is a lot more that than what is being publicized regarding this incident. Oh, you know what? Okay, we have your boy <laughs> on video kicking a cop in the head. There's nothing more. There's nothing more yeah. to to know. <laughs> there's nothing. The entire thing was captured on videotape. And your boys out there beating a police officer in the head, kicking a police officer in the head. Sorry, there's nothing else to go over. Nothing else to know. Now, speaking of them being a sanctuary churches that are bailing out illegal immigrants, Johnny Maga video, one of the migrants arrested in the NYC police uh, in the NYC police officer beating was just arrested again for robbing a Macy's. <laughs> so you have Juan Ruiz, pastor of whatever dip squat moronic uh, sanctuary of, of Satan church. He's like, you know what? This is a good thing that we're doing because you know what? Jesus would never want anybody to pay for their crimes. That's hate. He would have washed their feet and set them free. Really? The, the, really? The God, the God who sends people to hell for all of eternity wants people to commit crimes to not pay any price? Really? Oh, Tom, again, Jesus, Jesus spoke about hell. Hell is spoken about more in the Bible than heaven. Not the specific word for the idiots out there watching right now. They're going to go, oh, no, let me just do a God. No, hell on the whole yep. is spoken of more than heaven in the Bible. 100%. So Johnny Maga, one of the migrants arrested. So you got Juan, Juan Ruiz there freeing migrants that kicked police officers in the head, believing he's doing that in the name of Jesus, but breaking one of those migrants arrested for beating those police officers was just rearrested again for robbing a Macy's and beating a security guard. Play it for me. Fox News alert now breaking news. This is brand new video of the suspect in that NYPD officer beating. He was just arrested in a separate Macy's robbery case, suspected of being involved in a security guard beatdown. The security guard outside Macy's was punched and kicked. Darwin Gomez was one of those beating suspects, a judge initially freed without bail after the beating of two NYPD police officers in Times Square earlier this month. Now, again, with the he gets us ads and Jesus didn't preach hate, he washed feet. So I guess we're supposed to wash the feet of these people. Play it for me, Will. Homes here in the gated community at the Country Club of Detroit in Gross Point Farms. The organized burglary teams hitting here over the last weekend. And if a home backs up to trees or woods, it becomes a target. Thieves hiding there until they see their chance. Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard first sounded the alarm in September after huge homes in Bloomfield Township were hit, then homes on private drives in Birmingham. The losses were in the millions. In our area, they are targeting jewelry, precious metals, high-end items such as purses, um, electronics, uh, currency, high-end watches, and if there's a safe that's not attached or they can either break into on scene or carry, they'll do that. Now remember, a team was arrested and charged in Bloomfield Township with a string of car break-ins and some burglaries. But tonight, sources continue to point to what the sheriff pointed to at the very start, that other organized teams out of South America have been hitting high-end homes out west and now have made their home right here. Typically in our area, it's between 5 and 9 p.m., uh, preferred targets on a lot of these across the country are homes that are isolated, 
They back up to wooded areas, trails, golf courses. Here's another thing that we're not hearing or seeing in these high end burglaries. Look, there's no video of these guys. There's video cameras everywhere, especially on these homes, but they're able to get around that somehow. There are alarm systems all over these homes, in the homes, outside of the homes. They're getting around that too. So if I want them deported and I want them to pay for their crimes and I never wanted them to cross illegally to begin with, I teach hate. And I should be hunting these guys down, pulling their shoes and socks off and washing their feet. According to the He Gets the Sets, right? Because it shows on the screen of, you know, it shows somebody washing illegal migrants' feet. feet. So I guess Jesus... Jesus was for lawlessness, I guess. Jesus was for homosexuality. Jesus was for lying and cheating and stealing and adultery. And for illegal migrants coming in and, and raping whoever they want to rape, right? Here's another, here, here's the mindset. Play it for me. As a, uh, this hip progressive church that's drawing huge millennial crowds, but it's still evangelical. So where do you stand on social issues that, that young people are particularly passionate about, like gay marriage, abortion? Like, how do you address those types of things? So it's not a sin in your church to have an abortion? Um, that's the kind of conversation we would have, finding out your story, where you're from, what Work you believe. Work through it, like talk yeah, about Yeah, I mean, God's the judge. People have to live to their own convictions. And I think if I have to tell you, so there you go. This that was Carl Lentz, of course, former pastor of uh, Hillsong, New York. But it's not essentially he's asked by one of the most disgusting reprobates on the planet, Joy Behar, and he's asked, "Is it is it's not a sin to have an abortion in your church?" Well, they, you know what. God's the judge. We want to find out what your story is. <laughs> um, Carl, you ever read the Bible? What, what God exactly are you preaching? Because it's not the God of the Bible. Will you at least admit that? Maybe he's changed. Things fell apart for him. Maybe, maybe he's repented of his sin. Maybe he's, he's re repented of not preaching the gospel. I don't ever want to erroneously judge somebody. But we are called to righteous judgment. Jesus said, John chapter 7, verse 24, Judge, but judge with righteous judgment. Yep. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, 1 Corinthians 2.16. So we are to judge. We just judge, we don't judge out of hypocrisy. Don't judge if you're doing the same things. That's Romans chapter 2, verse 1. But we are to righteously judge. So I don't want to judge him now because I don't know where he's at now. But that right there is the epitome of the he gets us Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet because it would be hate to say that a person who got an abortion committed a sin. They did. They murdered a human being. They committed a sin of which Jesus died for them to completely exonerate them of the sin. But you're not even to give them a chance to be exonerated because you'll never tell them that they committed a sin that needs to be exonerated from. Woe to you. Teachers of the law and Pharisees, you shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Matthew 23, 13, you won't do it. You're, because you think it's hate to tell somebody who lies that it's a sin, and all liars, Revelation 21, 8, will inherit the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone. 
and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. It's hate to tell them to stop lying, to stop, stop cheating, stop stealing, stop committing adultery, stop fornicating, stop lusting, that's, that's hate, stop illegally crossing a border. That's hate, it's hate to tell somebody, you better not take that vaccination because there's 17 million excess deaths in the last two and a half years alone. It's not hate, it's the truth. Speaking of illegals, look at, the, look at this number. Illegal entrances into the United States under Joe Biden. We need comprehensive border reform. There is, I'm not, I won't, I, I could, it's, it's already one minute into overtime. <laughs> but I'm not going to go and get back into that bill, okay? The, we're going to stop, we're going to cap illegal migration at 5,000. You're not capping nothing. Even if you capped it at 5,000 per day, that's 150,000 per month. And they're not capping it at 5,000 per day. Everybody over 5,000. Because they're, they're only counting illegal border entries. They cap the illegal border entry at 5,000. Then uh, tell all of those people, okay, you can't come in the illegal, you just go to the port of entry in Mexico. Right. They just divert all those people to the port of entry in, in, in Mexico and then let them in there. So it's still 12,000 a day. So that we, and you, you hear all, whether it's the Denver mayor and every other left hard pundit, the Republicans are voting against border security. They're voting against it because they called it a border security bill. It's not a border security bill. It's a border infiltration bill. They just labeled it a border security bill so they can say that the Republicans voted against border security. But here's the true numbers under Biden. Legal crosses, so 21 to 2023. It's more than the population of South Carolina, Alabama, this is now just 21, 22, and 23. We're not even, it's not 24 yet. There's still 12th every day in 2024 so far. What's today's date, Aaron? February what? 15th. 15th. Yep. So the 45 days of this year are not counted in this. And every single one of those days, 12,000 illegals went through the southern border that are documented. So those numbers aren't included yet. 540,000. Yeah, Aaron just calculated. <laughs> yeah. 540,000 have already been let through through from the Biden administration. That we know about. And, of course, CBB statistics, it's one to five times that many. So a million up to about 2.5 million. Yeah, not I've counted. actually been allowed <laughs> in the 45 days of this year, just so you know. But illegal entrances into the United States under Biden. Legal crossings, 21 through 23. You put it at 5.5 million. It's way more than that. But it's more than the population of South Carolina. Alabama, Louisiana, Kentucky, Oregon, Oklahoma, Connecticut, Utah. It's more than the population of Nevada, Iowa, Utah, Connecticut. Uh, let's see, there are three. It's more than the population of Nevada and Iowa together. Basically more than the population of Utah and Connecticut together. That's how, that's how many people Joe Biden has illegally let into this country. I've got to show you this before I go, a couple of videos before I go. I just have to document Rashida Tlaib. Before I leave you tonight, 1003, three minutes over time, 809 people watching right now. Well, and I always forget to do this, and it just I, I just kick myself in my own nuts. I never tell you to like and share. Like and share, please, everybody. <laughs> like and share. Basically banned off of everybody except for Rumble. You're like, Tom, I'm watching you on Facebook. I know. I'm not going to get into that. I'm basically completely shadow banned off of, 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 of Facebook. I'm miraculously somehow on YouTube right now. It's because Aaron deletes the show right after we're done. But... Rumble is it. Make sure you switch and watch on Rumble. But share, like and share. Try all that you can. Word of mouth, digital sharing, whatever it is, but share it to as many people as you possibly can. Um, 
I'm on conservative uh, on the Conservative Daily podcast tomorrow, by the way, at noon. But I had to show you this before I go. Colin Rugg tweet: New, the House approved a resolution condemning rape <laughs> and sexual violence committed by Hamas in the war with Israel. Let me read that again. The House is a. By the way, this is how you play the game. If you're in a knife fight, you bring knives. If you're in a gunfight, you bring guns. The Republicans are in gunfights and they come out there with their fists. Come on, AR 15s. It's time to play by the rules. Put them on the record. What you know, this is what you do. This is how they 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 it's all fake legislation all the time. You play the rules. What you you play by their rules, you kick them figuratively right in the teeth. This is the this is the games that they play. They'll they'll say, you know what? We're going to give a tax rebate to the middle class, but we're going we're gonna to increase the funding to Planned Parenthood by $300 million. Well, we're voting against the day they voted against tax rebates. That's what they do. We need to do the exact same thing to them, yeah. which is what this is. You go, you know what? We'll fund Ukraine. We'll, we'll, we'll agree to send $30 billion so it's $30 billion Ukraine, but we're cutting all the funding for Planned Parenthood. Then the Democrats vote against it. They voted against Ukraine funding. Yep. That's the game you have to play. We don't play that because we're people of integrity. You're not lying. That's what you do. That's the game that you play. Get them on the record. They did that the, this with squad member Rashida Tlaib. The House has approved a resolution condemning rape and sexual violence committed by Hamas in their war with Israel. Wow. The vote was 418 to 1. <laughs> Who was the only person to not condemn Hamas raping people? Rashida Tlaib. She voted present. She voted present. So I put together a little video documentary of Rashida Tlaib. In closing tonight, you guys can play them one right after another. Hit it, Will. Speech warriors today. The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, the gentlewoman's so time sorry, has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You the, belong The gentlewoman is no longer recognized, and the the gentleman.
I thought to myself, thank God, I'm not there. I saw the images that they didn't get to see until later. My team and I decided at that point, we'd keep the death threats away. We'd try to report them, document them, to keep them away from me because it just paralyzed me and all I wanted to do was come here and serve the people that raised me. The people. So there it is, a little crybaby who refuses to condemn rape. <laughs> Simple as that, she refuses to condemn rape. There it is. All right, eight minutes of overtime. That's good. Stick around for the post game. It's awesome. Really is awesome. Stick around for it. We are back here Saturday night, also on the Christian Television Network, from 1030 to 1130, basically 56 minutes of fury. Do not miss it. Share this video with as many people as you can possibly share it with. Love you all. Back here Saturday night. God bless you. watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.